The Miami Dolphins 2023 Prospect Spotlight Series continues with Old Dominion tight end Zach Kuntz, who he is, how he would fit the Dolphins, and where the Dolphins should consider drafting him if he's a part of their plans for 2023 and beyond. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs of Locked On Dolphins. It is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. It is Friday, March 31st, 2023. We are less than a month away from the 2023 NFL Draft, which is why we are hot and heavy on 2023 draft prospects and their potential fits for the Miami Dolphins. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first And in this case, second listen of the day, we did an earlier show. We are going to do two today. We are going to finish tight ends tomorrow. More bonus episodes coming this week. And then we're going to switch gears for offensive tackles starting next week. So excited to dive in. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, the host here on Locked on Dolphins, the co-host of the Locked on NFL scouting podcast here a team-building show dedicated to all 32 franchises alongside Joe Marino, and been a draft nick for about 10 years now. So this is uh, continues to be a fun exercise for me to put the, these players through the lens of the Miami Dolphins specifically and get to know them and their strengths, project their college film to Miami's offense specifically and exclusively here on the show. So Zach Kuntz is our eighth tight end. We have two more tight ends to do. We have uh, Davis Allen of Clemson, and then we have Luke Schoomaker of Michigan. Zach Kuntz is our eighth tight end that we have covered this week on the show. And this is a big dude. (laughs) That's the first thing that you notate with Zach Kuntz. He's a former Penn State Nittany Lion. He's Uh, Coming out of Old Dominion and the Monarchs here uh, through the NFL draft process. So we're going to do who he is, how he'd fit the Dolphins, and where they should consider drafting him here on the show. He, at the NFL Combine, posted a upper quartile of upper quartiles of athletic profiles amongst tight ends since 1999 or the turn of the millennium. Uh, 6.065, so 6 foot 6 and 5 eighths of an inch tall. 255 pounds, 34 inch arms, 10 and a quarter inch hands, a 4.55 flat in the 40 yard dash with a 1.57 second 10 yard split. Those are both better than the 90th percentile. Uh, 40 inch vertical jump is 97th percentile. 10 foot 8 in the standing broad jump is 96th percentile. A 6.87 second three cone drill is 92nd percentile amongst tight ends, and a 4.12 second. Uh, short shuttle is 93rd percentile for uh, tight ends. 23 bench press reps is good for 75th percentile. So just real quick recap here. Uh, the percentiles of his athletic testing, just the athletic tests, 91st, 92nd, 97th, 96th, 92nd, 93rd, 75th percentile. And an all-timer. This is uh, every bit as impressive as the Mike Gusecki. And Gusecki was an inch and a half more on the vert, uh, one inch further on the broad jump, uh, slightly quicker in both shuttles, 
a little bit longer arm length. He was like 10 pounds lighter than Koontz, and he was like an inch and a half shorter than Koontz. So you have a one-for-one one with a Penn State tight end who played in the Dolphins system versus a former Penn State, Penn State tight end who had to transfer and transferred to Old Dominion and then ended up having himself a pretty successful career across his, I'll call it, one and a half seasons. He missed the, uh, he didn't play after October 1st this year. So he played in five games this year, played the full season at Old Dominion in 2021 and posted 85 receptions for about 850 yards and seven touchdowns across those 17 games. And the best game that he had was probably against Virginia this year. So that's a nice kind of feather in your cap. When you're a smaller school player and you couldn't cut it at Penn State, you played a handful of games in two seasons and you transfer out, you get a chance to um, make a splash, but the splash, the biggest splash that you make is at the biggest school that you played in the two years that you were there. Also interesting is a, a multi-sport athlete in high school. He played in Camp Hill High School uh, in Pennsylvania. He was a three-time letterman in basketball, three-time letterman in track and field, won the state championship in the 110-meter hurdles in 2017. So... Natural athleticism here is is pretty apparent, right? And he, he played the two seasons at Penn State. I guess technically three seasons at Penn State. He didn't log any stats in 2020. Um, got his degree in three seasons and then was a graduate transfer from Penn State to Old Dominion. Penn State, the way that their offense has evolved, they're much more of a traditional inline versus when Mike was there. Uh, he kind of overlapped with Mike. Uh, he was coming into Penn State as Mike, Mike Gusecki was going out of Penn State. Gusecki finished in 2017, got drafted in 2018. Kuntz's first season was 2018. Well, that offensive evolution suddenly doesn't fit this profile of a player anymore. And as we start to get ready to ask ourselves the question of how Zach Kuntz would fit, keep that in the back of your mind that this was a player who was brought into Happy Valley to mirror what Mike Gusecki was. And as the offense evolved at the college level, he changed gears and ended up going to Old Dominion where he was able to make a huge impact because of just how elite of a natural athlete he is. And that is kind of the book on who Zach Kuntz is. The question now is how does he fit what the Dolphins want to do? And I'm glad you asked. But before we answer that, I have to tell you all about Built March Madness. The bracket is here. Everyone has their favorite bar or puff. And uh, right now you can go to BuiltMarchMadness.com and 50 lucky Locked On listeners will win out of the raffle for a free box of Built. If you vote, you are entered into the drawing. 50 winners, free box of Built. One lucky listener will get a one-year subscription to Built to have Built's best bars and puffs delivered directly to your front door. You have to try Built, the best protein bar on the face of the planet. It's a life hack you didn't know you needed. Tastes like a candy bar. It's high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They have 100% chocolate on all of their bars. They're absolutely, positively delicious. Right now, run to BuiltMarchMadness.com. Today is the last day. Make it count. Enter yourself in the drawing. BuiltMartManages.com. Get yourself a box while you're there. Vote every day. Today. 
vote a couple of times, use a couple emails. I don't care. Stuff the ballot box, but make sure you get yourself logged in for the drawing for Built March Madness. Zach Kuntz, on the other hand, um, I'm going to be honest, I don't get the warm and fuzzies projecting him to Miami's offense. We've talked a little bit about some of the other players uh, through this process who are a little bit more developmental types and the challenges that that presents for a team like Miami and the win-now window in which they are in. And I go back to Tanner Connor, too. Uh, Tanner Connor is a really hard name for me to shake here if you're going to go after a big-bodied, athletic, conversion-type player because you can hold Tanner Connor's Pro Day numbers from Idaho State up against Zach Kuntz, and it's a pretty eye-opening exercise to be able to look at the two players. So let's let's go ahead and do that. I'll, I'll go ahead and pull them up side by side, and we we can talk through the dynamics of these two players. Tanner Connor, you're in the system. You know the coaches like him. Play special teams. Six foot three versus six six and five eighths for Zach Coons. 226 pounds versus 255 pounds for Zach Coons. Okay? 32 inch arms versus 34 inch arms. Coons is unquestionably a bigger athlete. And because of that, it creates this dynamic of uh, larger catch radius, right? Potential to be more physical, more developmental upside. I get it. But his 40-yard dash was a 4.50 versus Kuntz running a 4.55. His 10-yard split was a 1.61 versus a 1.57. His vertical jump was 39 inches versus 40 inches for Zach Kuntz. His broad jump was 10 foot 7 versus 10 foot 8 for Zach Kuntz. Now the shuttles, uh, Kuntz does have a significant advantage. 715 and 441 versus 687 and 412. Bench presses are comparable, 23-19. Developmental upside of Idaho State versus Penn State has to transfer out. I'm just saying there, there, there's a conversation to be had about if you want this kind of player in your offense, and we haven't even touched on the center of gravity element of playing the tight end position that for me is such an integral piece of being a successful all-around player at the position that, quite frankly, being six foot three lends better than being six six and a half. Because when I watch Zach Kuntz in space... He doesn't look like he's 255 pounds because he's, his hips are high and his pads are high and his leverage is high because of how big he is. And to carry that kind of weight, you you got to be like 270 to carry that weight, the Darnell Washington effect, right? you got to be 265, 270 to have your center of mass be proportioned. Then you got to be a really special athlete. Can Zach Koontz do that? Maybe. You don't know. You don't know what adding 10 to 15 pounds is going to do to his athletic profile. I would imagine he would take it in stride just fine. But then who does he become? Adam Shaheen? O.J. Howard? 
You don't, it's, it's way too big for me of a roll of the dice to say, hey, if Laporta's gone and Washington's gone and Mayer's gone and, and Tucker Craft is gone, just go get Zach Kuntz in the third round and we'll call it a day. It's too high variance of an outcome, in my mind, to justify or really pound the table going for that being the player that you're adding to the tight end room. I think there is a place for Zach Kuntz as an NFL tight end. I think there is a place for Zach Kuntz to be a developmental player. But I don't know that the intersection of his personal development versus the intersection of the expectations of the Miami Dolphins and the competitiveness in which they expect to come to the table is going to be a sensible pairing. Uh, There's plenty to like about this player. The catch radius, I know we already mentioned. The, the, the raw athleticism is evident. He has the ability to run away from, from players, particularly up the seam. He wins a lot like Mike does. Um, and Mike has for the Dolphins. But he moves like Mike. He moves like Mike Isecki. And the challenge there is you'll see the athletic profile and you'll, you'll see the, the combine numbers and you'll say this, this is the mismatch of all mismatch players. But I don't see the lateral agility in pads. I don't see the short area quickness because he's a high strider, because he's high hipped, because he's six six and a half. And what that ends up doing is it cuts down on your margin for error for playing through traffic, unless you are really proficient at the other elements of hand fighting and extension and anticipation and vision to adjust your stems and get out of spaces. All of the above. It's not really what he does. So with all of that in mind, I think about Zach Kuntz, and and I think this is even more of the extreme of what we discussed with Luke Musgrave. There's a juncture in the draft where you don't get mad about taking a player like this no matter what your team expectations are. But it's in a void right now where the Dolphins just, quite frankly, don't have picks. The Dolphins don't have fifth-round draft selections to draft a player like this. If they did have them, and this was where a player like this had his name called, you'd say, okay, they're looking to level up Tanner Connor as that kind of body type as your Mike Gusecki role replacement. And I certainly believe that that's a feasible outcome for him down the road. I just don't think that there's return on investment for the Dolphins in the immediate sense. And because of his athletic testing, his name has kind of been elevated into a certain stratosphere of draft stock that I don't think is necessarily commensurative with what his expectations as a player coming into the NFL should be. He had to transfer out of Penn State because he couldn't put his hand in the dirt. When you put it that way, it... it, it certainly puts things in perspective for what the, the ceiling is for Zach Kuntz as a player. As far as how he stacks against all the tight ends that we have uh, assessed thus far in this exercise, that's next on the show. But before we get there, the NCAA tournament is heating up and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And that is because right now, FanDuel is giving customers a no-sweat first bet up to one 
$1,000. It's up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. So go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no sweat first bet. And then you can wager on everything from the money line to point scores, which teams cutting down the net and everything in between all on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So do not miss your shot at a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. As I stack Zach Kuntz against the rest of the tight end class, um, he and Luke Musgrave are in a tier of their own. And the tier is quite frankly, or quite comfortably, um, not ideal fits that probably will be drafted before it would ever make sense for you with your own needs at the position to draft. I'm more impressed with Luke Musgrave than I am with Zach Kuntz. I recognize the potential. I think he's a ball of clay type of player, but that is the perfect kind of player that every team should be aspiring to add to the early to middle of day three. Right? The end of day three is ideally about special teams guys, uh, perhaps a, a highly skilled guy who fell because of character. The guys you're drafting and swinging the bat on in the top 100, you have a certain level of expectation for. And it is that they're going to be meaningful contributors to your football team. Early day three, go after scheme-specific developmental players or guys who just have the tools that you just can't coach, and you're going to hope you'll take the lottery ticket and see that you can get the best version of that player on the football field. So for me, I think about Zach Kuntz. This is probably a 4-5 type of pick. And the Dolphins, just that's no man's land as it pertains to the Miami Dolphins. I have him eighth of the eight tight ends that we have evaluated to this point in time. I would be surprised if either Luke Schoonmaker or uh, Davis Allen surpass him or are not passing by him, I should say, on the outlook of Miami Dolphins tight end prospects. I would also say probably Payne Durham, the Purdue tight end, who's considered to be an early day three type of target would be in front of him as well, based off of what I've seen from Payne Durham at the Reese's Senior Bowl uh, this past winter. So this player's pretty far down on your pecking order as far as interest for the Dolphins. I know he's a buzzy name. I know he plays the position similar to a player that just had a lot of production here for the Dolphins over the course of the last five seasons. But that's not the direction that they're going anymore. And because of that, it's it's a... a departure in my mind from the pursuit of an upgrade at the position. And that's just my two cents. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Locked on Dolphins. Make sure you keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins, your team every day here on the Locked on Network. You can find Locked on Dolphins on YouTube or wherever you find all of your favorite podcasts. Hit subscribe, get notified when we drop new content. There's so much NFL draft content coming over the course of the next month. It is not even funny. As I said, we're finishing tight ends tomorrow. We're getting an offensive tackle starting on Monday. 
Really excited to start ripping the Band-Aid off on that one and start exploring some potential day two avenues for the Dolphins to go at tackle. Plan accordingly. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Fins up. Enjoy the rest of your day. Talk with you all tomorrow. Peace.